In today's episode, we fire up the hot seat and show you how to thrive, not just survive, this holiday season. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Tradies Business Show. We have a, uh, a pioneering episode today. We fire up the hot seat for the very first time. We had somebody in the studio that uh, was on social media uh, looking for some help with lead generation and we had quite a few people contact us and say, hey guys, you should help this business out. Uh, so we decided to get... Helen on the show. Uh, Helen Yost runs a business called The Plumettes. Uh, so it's an all-girl plumbing business. And, yeah, she came in here for some business help. Um, we're calling it the hot seat, though, because uh, I think there was a bit of a grilling in there. But <laughs> She may have needed a bucket at one point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, look, it was great to, to actually get uh, a listener of the show to come in and get some live uh, feedback and some live help from us. And uh, certainly, you know, there's some real some nuggets in there that Helen took away, and uh, I chatted to her after the show, and she said it was a great experience. Actually, she she said it was a lot better than she thought it was going to be. So that's a good oh, that, sign. That's a relief. <laughs> but uh, you know, we talk about um, in particular getting through that Christmas period, which for a lot of trades, and certainly for a lot of our listeners, can be a bit quiet and uh, a little bit tough to uh, to survive. So we talked about ways that. Helen and the Plumettes could actually turn that into a great opportunity to really uh, get the business sailing through that period. Yeah, and I think any business would certainly get some tips out of what we shared with her and hopefully we'll have her back in a few months and see how it's going and, uh, yeah, do a follow-up. But, uh, yeah, great episode, uh, great interview, uh, really really good talking to Helen and uh, I know she's going to do some great stuff. She's got some really great ideas and she's very passionate about her business too, which is awesome to see. She is. So we'll get stuck in. And so today we'd like to welcome uh, Helen from The Plummets, an all-female plumbing service, just to talk about a business and see how we can help. Welcome. Thank you for having me. G'day, Helen. Hi, how are you? Great, thanks. That's good. So firstly off, tell us a little bit about your story, why you got into plumbing and why you started the business and, and where you're at now. Okay, so The Plummets was hatched from an idea that came out of a plumbing conference that we had in 2011. Um, I was in a room full of other ladies that was looking after their partner's plumbing businesses and the guy kept saying, be the yellow duck. And I got bored and kept thinking to myself, well, why are we being yellow ducks? We're ladies. We should be pink ducks. <laughs> and that's where the thought pattern came from. And I've gone, well, pink ducks, pink ladies, pink plumbers. Hey, that's a good idea. Why don't we have an all-female plumbing team? And um, I spoke to my boss about it, and he was like, no, no, girls don't plumb. <laughs> so that made me want to become a plumber even more. <laughs> and I did my apprenticeship and thought, well, we're going to do this. Cool. We're going to do this. I'm not going to be just a plumber. I want to change the world in plumbing. And there's a lady in the UK doing it already, and I'd like to be Australia's first. So I registered all the names and started it. And here you are doing it. Here I am doing it. Awesome. And so when did the business start? Um, we started trading on Australia Day this year. Very patriotic of us. <laughs> nice work. Nice work. Yep. And it's going well by all accounts? Um, 
we're getting there. We're getting there. It's uh, started to slow down towards the end of the year, but it's been going guns blazing throughout the year and coming into the happy season, it's not so happy. <laughs> <laughs> not, for you, not for you anyway. No. That's no. a bit of a common problem for tradespeople as well is that uh, whole Christmas shutdown, isn't it? Yeah, and it's one of those tricky situations because you want to stay open for the emergency customers but your staff want to go away on holidays and <laughs> you're left there going, okay, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> you're it. I'm it. Tag. Yeah, yeah Exactly. <laughs> And so in the first 12 months of business, what's some things that have surprised you about being a, a business owner in the industry? Um, I had a background in the industry from being an office manager, so n- not much really surprised me in the sense of things happening in the industry. I guess focusing more on the residential side, it was more of a surprise how um, how many females picked up on the idea of a female plumber as opposed to a male plumber. Mm -hmm. Um, That was definitely a surprise. I don't think that would be an industry-specific thing, though. That's more just a customer-orientated thing. Sure. And so what do they say is the difference between, you know, having a female tradie? Um, They don't feel intimidated. They they feel very comfortable at home. They feel safe and secure. Um, They... They're over the moon that we leave the place cleaner than what it was when we first got there, so they're not having to clean up after us. Um, love the fact that we come on time. We're there on time every time, and if we're late, we let them know beforehand. So yep. they're, they're always happy about that. Haven't had a com- complaint yet. So <laughs> <laughs> Great, and stuff. I believe you've got a no-crack promise as well. We do have a no-crack <laughs> promise. Um, You're really going to bring that up, aren't you, Michaela? <laughs> Nice had to. Uh, we actually wear overalls, so there there is definitely a no crack promise. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> and how do you find um, getting staff with such a specialty that you've got uh, in the industry? Has that been a, a good thing or a challenge for you? It's definitely been a challenge. I've found that when I'm looking for them, looking for the female tradies, they're very few and far between. Um, but I find when I'm not looking, they seem to show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things you don't realise you need until it's in front of you. <laughs> and out of interest, do you know how many licensed plumbers there would be uh, in Australia, do you think? Um, the last statistic showed in 2013 that was, there was 648 female plumbers in Australia. Okay. Oh, wow. yep. Yeah. Okay, so there's a few out there. There's a few you out there. You might need to poach some staff from the other plumbers getting <laughs> Yeah, I've already had that discussion with a plumber and he wasn't real happy because <laughs> she, was, she was his best plumber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a valid point as well, though, is something that uh, I guess Michaela and I both talk to clients about is building the kind of business that will attract great team. Yeah. Are you doing anything differently to other plumbers that would, I guess, make people want to come and work for you? There's definitely a stronger sense of appreciation in our team. We're we're building a strong culture based around the the quality of work and the quality of customer service they bring. Um, When our girls do a fantastic job, they're recognised for that, not just, you know, it's expected of you. Um, We praise our girls when they do a fantastic job and if it's less than fantastic, we're not, you know, aggressive or down the throat, we're you know supportive and take them through more training and do things that will improve their skills not belittle them instead 
So it's definitely that culture building that'll grow that stronger foundation in the business. So I know it sounds really sexist and it's kind of hard not to talk to this issue, so we're just going to be straight up about it, but it really is the feminine touch, isn't it, being more caring and nurturing and it's what so many people want from their employer as well as the businesses that they deal with. Is that right? That's exactly right. Um, So our motto is a plumber's knowledge with a woman's touch because it is about that female touch. We we are more nurturing and caring. Uh, and we do have that that innate sense of being able to get down to the core issue because it's not necessarily the problem with the leaking tap. It's I don't really want to call that plumber because he's really intimidating and what if he does something I don't like? Mm. Mm. But he they'll call us because we're females. We're not going to do anything that will make them feel insecure in their house. And there's that that trust factor as well from a sales perspective. Do you find that's perhaps a little easier to overcome or that you don't have those barriers there when you're actually quoting on jobs and that sort of stuff? Yeah, definitely. Being, you know, back to the the feminist side, um, there's more trust in the sense that they're not feeling ripped off. Mind you, I, I don't necessarily like talking about the whole feminist side i'm not a feminist per se there's some fantastic male plumbers out there but they're all getting a bad name because there's so many cowboys out there mm. and it's, it's quite disappointing because there's some fantastic male plumbers out there too and and it is a case of the minority just gives the majority a bad name that's I mean? exactly right it's less than a handful of uh, people who aren't really doing the right thing but uh, unfortunately that's what our customers often focus on isn't it that's exactly right. And it's changing that negative um, thought and that negative thought pattern to a positive. And if that's if we can change one person, we're doing something right. Cool. Great. So we had a call out that uh, you were after, you know, it's getting a bit quiet and we thought we'd get you on the show and see and do a bit of a brainstorm together about how we could help you get some more leads across this quieter period of December and January. Yeah. So we're going to just start uh, seeing what we can do and, and try and help you in this tough period and, and hopefully other trades out there yeah, that find sure. this to be a low season can get some tips as well. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I just got the nod. Um so, look, we, we have had a, a bit of a chat um, in social media and also when you came into the studio, Helen. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, you know, we, we've probably got a bit of a rapid-fire list here that we can run through. Uh, yeah. I think, for me, the first thing that I see with a lot of businesses is it, it's very powerful and very important to get very clear on uh, who your target audience is. Yes. Um, and I think you've done some work around that. Um, can you tell me a bit more about that and how clear you are on who your ideal clients are? Okay, so our ideal client is definitely the stay-at-home lady. Um, statistics show that 78% of decisions made in the house are made by females and 49% of trade work booked in is booked in by a female. That's in every household around Australia. Wow. So the statistics are pretty high. Yeah. So we're targeting the ladies at home that would feel more comfortable with the female in the house. Um, for reasons that I said earlier, with feeling safer, more trustworthy, cleanliness on time, no crack policy, um, <laughs> all those things that the ladies have expressed those as massive issues and we're here to change that. So that's definitely our major clear target market for sure. So the next step, once you've got clarity around that, is then getting great definition around where those... Um, stay-at-home 
mums, I guess, or wives, are hanging out. And by that I mean, uh, and I used the example with Michaela uh, before we hit record, of uh, if you wanted to attract seagulls or catch some seagulls, you wouldn't go to Birdsville with a bag of birdseed because you're not going to find many seagulls out there, right? Now, I'm not saying that's what you're doing, Helen, um, but I see this often with, with uh, businesses is, and particularly trades, it's like, oh, well, it's homeowners. Okay, that's broad to start with. And so the narrower you can actually get that down in terms of your definition, the more powerful your marketing can become because mm. you can start to speak to those people. So obviously to get the seagulls, we're going to go to the beach with some hot chips, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose the next thing is to say, okay, well, is your marketing actually speaking directly to your target audience and how, mm. how well is it doing that? Oh, I don't think my marketing speaking to my target audience at all. I have got a Facebook page. Um, surprisingly, I have more men following the Facebook page than <laughs> women. Or maybe not surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> not surprisingly. Um, and definitely the, the most popular posts are the ones from photos of the girls being on site, you know, doing the work. So um, not surprisingly, most <laughs> likes also come from males too. <laughs> Except they're not, they're not buying from you. They're no, just, uh, they're just stalking enjoying. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's some of the things you have been doing in the last 12 months? Okay, so we have advertising on the ute. That seems to bring in quite a bit of um, mm. work. And and the advertising is quite catchy as well. Um, when somebody says, oh, you know, I got, my, got your details off the ute, they can name the street, the time, the day. It was sunny, it was rainy. You know, they, it's the, the advertising on it's that targeted that it's really memorable and they... It's like an imprint so that they can really remember it, which is fantastic. It means it's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and word of mouth definitely seems to be our biggest uh, um, bearer of fruits, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, again, the whole word of mouth thing, and that's great that you're getting word of mouth because that's a great uh, reflection on the quality of service that you're doing. People want to refer you. Mm. Have you identified what it is you're doing that's actually generating those word-of-mouth referrals? I haven't actually done like a, I suppose, survey to find out what the difference is. I, I assume it's the, the difference from, you know, yep. the cleanliness, the safety, yep. recapping on all those things again. Yep. Um, but that's definitely something I'll take away from this meeting. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> okay. and, and it is, it's a great point, Helen, is, mm. is actually starting to understand uh, what's driving those word of mouth referrals because we all love to get referrals mm. and so many businesses that Michaela and I talk to and guests we've had on the show um, pretty much rate the foundation of their business on word of mouth referrals. But the mystery is how do we create more of those? Yeah. Uh, so if you can get that formula right then you can actually turn that tap on. Sorry, bad pun. Uh, that just slipped out. But uh, there's another one of my dad jokes in case my daughter ever listens to this. Um, but basically, you can turn on that tap of, of leads by having some direct link between what you're doing in your marketing or the delivery of your product and service and the generation of those referrals. Because mm. um, otherwise, it's just like they're nice to get, but we don't really know why we get them. That's we exactly think right. we know, but there's that key word is the assumptions that we make. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to put some words in your mouth here and, and say that, yes, you need to test and measure. 
yeah. which I know is on Michaela's list here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's recording everything and knowing where our leads are coming from, who's sending them to us, um, and definitely client surveys and that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. Really, really powerful to give you the data so you can start to make decisions in the business. You can see I'm getting really excited about this yeah. stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, we're going to get some business data. Um, you probably get excited about pipes and S-bends and I stuff. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just get nervous because I think, man, it's going to cost me money to get it fixed. <laughs> Not as much as you think. <laughs> ah, cool. So I know that there's five critical areas that you should test and measure, Warwick. What are some of those ones that you uh, like to get your clients to do? Thanks, Michaela. That was that was a nice little segue, wasn't it? Uh, so look, the the key ones for me are the nu- the actual number of inquiries you're getting. So are you recording that like on a monthly basis? How many inquiries you get? Um, well. <laughs> By recording, if that means entering a quote into my accounting software, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. That's a good start. Uh, it Basically, every time the phone rings or you get an email or a website inquiry or somebody tags you on social media, that's an inquiry. And uh, by recording it, uh, my clients love to hear this. It's like It means write it down. So... Just keeping a simple record, it could be a log or a spreadsheet or whatever works for you, uh, of, of how many inquiries you're getting. Mm. And then the next thing is where they came from. So everybody who contacts your business about a quote or I've got a leaky tap, can you come and fix it or how much or whatever, is to say, yep, great, love to help you with that. Uh, can I just ask, where did you first hear about us? Because that's going to start to tell you what marketing is actually working for you as far mm. as your lead source. Mm. Uh, and then you can start to make decisions about, is it giving you a return on your investment? Because mm. the last thing you want to do is spend money on advertising or marketing that's not working. Yeah, and I find a lot of clients say, oh, yeah, I've got a good idea where my leads come from. I said, I guarantee you if you start tracking it, it'll be different to where you think. So Mm -hmm. once you actually start recording it, and it can be just a scribbled piece of paper next to the phone or in your diary in the van or whatever, but some way keep a record and then tally it up at the end of the week or the end of the month. And then over a one to two, three month period, you'll start to see some trends and it's always different to what you assume. Um, And it's always quite interesting to then track as well, not only where they came from, but which ones you tend to convert more, which comes on to the next one. Mm. So... Mm. Uh, so basically, uh, and, and we might put up a template as well, Makata, in the show notes, uh, and Helen can have it first because uh, <laughs> yes. you're the one sitting here getting the, <laughs> getting the grilling in the hot seat. Um, we call this the tradies hot seat or something like that. But uh, the chairs are red too, so it's appropriate. It, it works well. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling? You want another glass of water? <laughs> um, Maybe a bucket. <laughs> Not that mean, eh? No. I must be pretty scary today. Uh, Is we'll put a template up in the show notes for our listeners to download and actually get them to start doing exactly that is record every single lead and the source of that lead. So it's like, oh, wow, we got seven from Google this week and none from our yellow pages. Mm -hmm. And I know we we probably seem to hate on uh, census, so hi to all the census uh, reps out there. Uh, (laughs) They don't like me. (laughs) But it's, it's um, oh, I've seen so many people save so much wasted advertising money, not just with yellow pages, but all sorts of things. It could be that Google's not 
Google AdWords are not the right thing for your business, but we don't know that until we actually start writing yeah. it down. So um, listeners, hit the show notes, grab that template uh, and download it and start using it in your businesses as well. And that leads us to the second thing, which is conversion rate. So at what percentage rate are we actually converting those inquiries into paying customers? 70, 30? Yeah. We're converting probably 70%. So you, Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. And are you writing that down? Um, if you mean converting quotes to invoices, yes. Okay, great. <laughs> and that's a great start. It's more than I, I certainly see a lot of people doing. Uh, but the, the biggest step is to, once you've got all those inquiries, is obviously then to say, okay, well, we've had 100 inquiries this month and we got 30 jobs that yep. went through to actually paid customers. Uh and again, like Michaela was saying before, you know, often we see when we do start to write this stuff down, it's not as good as we think it is. Mm. And a lot of people get really depressed about that. It's like, oh, no, it's worse than I thought. It's like <laughs> people like me get really excited. It's like, awesome, we can double that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's low. That's great. There's heaps of room for improvement. Imagine how good your business will be doing when we do some work on it. Yeah. Uh, so, But we've got to have those numbers, obviously, to start with. So that conversion rate is really important because then you know how good – your sales process is, whether your quotes are working, if your pricing's on or off. Uh, and then, again, it just gives you that opportunity to start to change things in mm. a way that's going to help grow your business. Change is good. Change is good, yeah, I like it. <laughs> and so what are some other things that they should track before we get off this? <laughs> uh, look, the I suppose we, we go back to that target audience thing as well is um, who are your customers? So actually recording the types of people that you're doing business for. And and that's a little bit like myself is uh, when I looked back at my client base over several years, I realized that almost all of my clients were tradies. And so, well, it's kind of a natural fit for me to say that I work with tradies. So similarly, if you're finding that you're attracting a certain type of customer, maybe you thought your target market was – X, but it turns out that it's actually Y. And McCarter and I were having a conversation about this uh, at the top of the show about somebody who seems to be attracting a certain type of client um, unexpectedly. So there's obviously something about that business that's appealing to those people. Mm. Um, but we've got to know by keeping records or just reviewing it on a regular basis. So having a look at your customer base maybe each month or quarter, going through your um, you know your bookkeeping software package uh looking at the sorts of clients you're dealing with and often there's some aha uh-huh moments in there it's like ah oh, look at that i didn't realize that <laughs> or oh yep i knew it would be like that uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that so that would be another big thing as well just doing that regular analysis mm. cool Definitely. all right so let's get into some tactics because i love a good <laughs> tactical too i'll hand the baton over to you carl <laughs> So one thing that um, we find is really great in growing trade businesses, things like alliances and partnerships. Uh, we bang on about partnerships all the time. Yes, so got to love the good strategic partnership. That's right. <laughs> right. And they can often be hard to crack. Oh, there's a, now, come on. Who's doing the dad jokes, you or me? But, uh, you know, a key one for a lot of maintenance type work is obviously the real estate and often they can be really quite hard to get into and I know that you've said you've been 
going back and I'm not taking no for an answer is a really good start yeah. uh, and just keep going back to them. And something I mentioned, you know, pre-show is looking at areas that perhaps have had some heavier demand, where it be some um, storms or, or flooding and things like that, where there's just not enough maintenance people in that area, then at least going in there and they can start to build trust with you because they have used you. So that's a good way to get your foot in the door um, for those types of things as well. Another alliance is looking at who else uses trades either before or after you as well, preferably before, mm. and building up relationship with them. Mm. Mm. Being like with with a lot of our renovations, especially we're generally the first people called because we're one of the most expensive. <laughs> so they want to know. <laughs> They want to know how much the plumbing is going to cost and then they realise that Tyler is actually more expensive. They should have called the Tyler first. <laughs> um, but I, I understand with the, the, the trade before, I'm just being generally being the first one called, who, who would I call on for a strategic partnership if that were the case? Mm-hmm. Like, any suggestions would be great. <laughs> and that, that, I guess we kind of talking bathroom renovations there um, you guys don't just do that sort of work do you no we also do kitchen renovations and laundry renovations um, we do shop fit outs for like um we, we just finished a massage parlor um, in the new Warner shops in, in Brisbane um, we have known been known to do some construction work we did some work out at um, Griffith University in upgrading a fire mains um, but um, definitely ba- bathroom, kitchen, laundry, renos and your domestic work is the main focus for the plumettes for sure. Yeah, cool. And it is it can be a little challenging sometimes to work out, well, who could I actually have an alliance with? Because if you are literally the first person that gets called uh, by the prospective client, then it's, it's seemingly there's no opportunity for you to get any referrals from those other trades. I guess the other way to look at that as well is to flip that around and say, well, if you're the first person to get called, it'd be great to actually get some relationships with those other trades that are down the line from you and not necessarily to get kickbacks or anything, but what can they do for you if you're going to refer those clients to them Mm. um, and perhaps they have a wider database or some other um, opportunities to get you in front of their prospective clients or some maintenance work or something like that. So it's leveraging those connections if you're in that position of yeah. of power with those customers i and do it, and it's also um you know then they can help introduce you into real estates or builders or other ones that are quite hard so yeah it's more like you know you give in one area and get in another that will help you eventually get to your end goal yeah mm. yep. i've got the tiler and the electrician and the builder <laughs> nice um i think it's a bit one way Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Might be time for a new Tyler and builder. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, th- those um, alliances. I guess if you think of the uh, the buying process for people as a bit of a timeline, and have a look at where you sit on that decision timeline. Uh, if there's anybody that comes before you, even if it's maybe designers or, I mean, it'd be nice to think we could actually uh, develop an alliance with the bank if someone's borrowing money, but that's <laughs> unlikely. Uh, hi to all the banks listening. Hi, banks. <laughs> now you need a good plumber. Yeah, if you need a good plumber, uh, that's one to call. But, um, but yeah, certainly looking at that timeline, just figuring out who's either side of you in that whole 
uh, decision timeline and just seeing if you can forge some stronger relationships, maybe ones that aren't as one-sided as the <laughs> ones you've currently got. Time for a spring clean. So a great way to find new partnerships is looking at networking. And I know it's a, N is a dirty word in the trade industry, but <laughs> I know so many businesses that are just too busy because of networking and, and more your structured referral type networking systems. So certainly something to look at there where it's a, a format that you can, you know, grow businesses together and things like that. So I know that plumbers in particular do really, really, really well in this area. So that's something to consider as well. Really, really well. Really, really well. Really, it would really be my well. number one suggestion, <laughs> just about. And mine. Yeah, it would be our number one. Um, and often they're a weekly or fortnightly thing, so they do take a bit of time commitment, but they just do so well they can't keep them in these groups because they just get too busy and they're out of there. And part of those groups are things like builders, cabinet makers, electricians, so other trades as well. Uh, that you can also build relationships with there as well. But real estate property managers, state agents, all that kind of stuff. So a, a, a structured referral-based networking group is definitely something that I would put on top of your list to do straight away. And awesome. low cost as well. So a lot of these strategies we're talking about don't cost a lot of money. We're not saying go and get TV ads or you know, revamp your website and spend thousands of dollars on marketing and advertising. Uh, it's finding those great bang for buck strategies yeah. that can often work pretty quickly as well. So we were talking earlier about the quiet period coming into Christmas. Uh, is we, We're looking for those reasonably quick turnaround strategies. Not all of them are likely to deliver in the next uh, four weeks. Is there four weeks Christmas? Uh, it was actually 24 days. 24 yeah. days. <laughs> we just gave away when we, uh, when we recorded this episode. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, look, um, they are low cost. And uh, if, you, if you are looking for more leads, the last thing we want to do is when we're testing campaigns is go and spend a whole lot of money and then go, wow, that didn't work. <laughs> uh, it's better to test strategies with a lower dollar investment, obviously. Yeah. So networking is fantastic bang for buck. It just takes time and that's what I think turns a lot of tradies off networking uh, is that commitment every week or fortnight or even every month because that's time you could be on the tools mm. making 70 or 80 bucks an hour or whatever your charge out rate is. Yeah. Got a question you want answered on the show? Go to tradiesbusinessshow.com. So networking, uh, so you're going to do that. We, we just know. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> so there's some other things um, a little bit more short-term. So like lead generation sites are a big thing now for the trade industry with things like uh, server-seeking and high pages and, and Service Central and those types of things. Have you had any luck with those at all? Uh, we were part of one of those lead generation sites and... Um, Shortly? No. We didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that sounded like a diplomatic answer, didn't it? <laughs> We're not mentioning any names. It, it just didn't work. It cost a lot well. of money and it didn't work. <laughs> what do you think that was? Um, I think we were on the wrong package with them. Um, the, the lead generation company we went through were um, promised the world, handed an atlas and said, here you go, find a boat and cruise around. <laughs> nice. And um, we sort of went, okay, well, where do we go from here? Um, we didn't really get explained how it all worked or how to make it work for us. 
um, we were going and doing quotes off these pages and getting charged to do the quotes and not getting any work out of it. Mm, Yep, sales process. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that uh, getting inquiries and not converting them is is wasted time and and effort. Yeah, for sure. And um, the money that you put into, like, these service pages, some of the packages are phenomenal. Mm. And when they sign you up, it's like, yeah, this is going to work. This is amazing. I can't wait. And and you're getting all these leads sent to you and you're fitting them all in and going, doing all these quotes and you're getting maybe one or two jobs out of it. And it's like little jobs. And it's like, well, I know my prices. I know because I've done the, the research, my prices aren't all that expensive. So what other people are on these pages? And, you know, generally I'm on it and doing the quote first i'm first there i'm like how many have you been you're the first awesome i know i'm not going to get a call back then because <laughs> they hand the quotes over and it's like can you beat this yep i can beat that yeah, it's very yeah. cutthroat mm. it's surprising because i've heard some people have great success with it and i've heard others not so you know mm. i know people swear by it built their business they you know they wouldn't they basically don't do anything else and others that have really struggled with it like yourself so it's it's interesting to see how they go because it's it's often a new way that you know being mm. promoted to get leads so i think that's the same for a lot of strategies as well and not to sort of speak in defense of or attack of those uh those companies is some strategies work better for certain businesses yeah for and sure even within an industry and i've seen uh you know take motor mechanics for example the same strategy doesn't necessarily work well for all motor mechanics uh it mm. really depends on their position in the market and their culture and who their target audience is which we go back to that one at the top of the show uh so yeah look it is it is a bit of that suck it and see and a lot of people mm. think there's this secret magical marketing formula it's like can you just tell me what's going to work for my business it's like well no yeah um, because it doesn't work like that it, it is mm. very individual so and and there's quite a bit of trial and error too <laughs> absolutely yeah. and that's where the test and measure comes back yeah. that we talked about because that way you if you you know it's not going the right way you can see it pretty quickly and adjust mm So some other just smaller things that you can do basically online. I know that you're looking at getting a new website done um, and a website are so critical really is your shop front. But certainly being visual, I mean, you have this great angle of being an all-female plumbing service. So I think a lot more, and I know you do it on your Facebook page as well, but also on your website. So having more pictures of the team in action, in the work. Um, Also something like Instagram would be great for you because it is that visual element. I really think that just reinforces that. So I don't know if you're on it already. I've got an Instagram page. I just don't know how to use Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get flooded with calls from social media marketers. Look, I absolutely love Instagram. I I just think it's great. Um, But in particularly for you with such a unique visual element to your business, it would be a really great way to promote your business. And the way Facebook's changing and are making it harder for people to see your page, Instagram isn't like that yet. You know, it's just a straight feed and it's visual. And, you know, people are are starting to spend on average 20 to 30 minutes every day on it. So it's starting to build. And it's a great way, I think, to, to build this. So something, again, it doesn't cost anything to be part of it. And you can share your photos between that and your Facebook page. But taking a, a quick photo on site, uploading it, you're done. 
So it's a really easy one for people that work on the field to use. You don't have to get to a computer and think about what you're going to say because it's all about the visuals. So I'll show you after we that stop would recording. would be fantastic. I love it. I'm very pro Instagram. And I notice you've got the beautiful pink iPad cover uh, going on there. Helen, it has so. to go with the pink planets. <laughs> Everything and, is pink. Yeah. And one thing is, you know, you, you're in your overalls, you're beautifully presented. Often so many people aren't, so we don't even have to mention that. But just That's worry. right. That's right. And before and after shots as well are a great way to convey that message to people, even with a bathroom renovation where you take the before shot of the lime green laminate and, and all that sort of stuff, uh, and then the after photo, it's just such powerful marketing message as well. Yeah, we've got a few few posts coming up on Facebook that are before and afters. Great. So put them on Instagram is the message there. <laughs> but the other big thing you could be doing is YouTube. Um, and again, it's something you can easily do on your phone or iPad when you're on site. And it's something you can upload straight to YouTube. And the thing with YouTube, it's like Google. It is a search engine as well. It's actually the second biggest. And people are more likely to about 47% click on a video than a website page when listed in Google. So every time you're on a job site, before and after photos, things like that, bit of for, you know, the girls having a laugh on the job site, just upload as many as you can and putting some of your, your keywords, whether it be plumbing and plumbers Brisbane or whatever you're, you're doing um, and about the female plumbers and all that in your descriptions and keywords and things like that. So again, it's low cost, it's free, no one else is doing it. So if you can utilise YouTube and Instagram, these things where people aren't, that will help you, um, certainly will give you a, a kick as well. And the other thing is video testimonials. Um, they're very, 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 very powerful. So, so Helen should be doing video testimonials, Michelle? She should. You don't need a fancy camera, just your phone, your iPad, you know, just get people on camera. It's very powerful. I agree with you 100%. I just need my customers to know how powerful they are. <laughs> Please, can you just do one? Please, give me a video. Yeah. I know, it's really hard to get people to do it on camera, but, um, you know, you're sweet and charming. So, <laughs> Who could say no? Thank you. Um, another big one is um, also looking at neighbourhood calls when you're in the area. I don't know if you already do that, but... Um, having a flyer and handing it out when you're in the streets. That's something you do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yep. When we're on a job site, we've got magnets and business cards attached to a flyer that gets in the letterbox in the same street that the work's been done. So, Do you get much response from that? Um, I've had a couple of jobs. It's not as much as I thought I would. Um, I do – I do – when a job gets booked in, I do ask, you know, oh, how did you get our details? Oh, I got it off the ute, <laughs> or uh, so-and-so told me, or, yep. you know, but there's not much being from the flyers, so. Yeah, cool, cool. And it's something for our listeners to <clears throat> consider as well is having really powerful calls to action and offers uh, and developing maybe three or four different offers that you can use across your different marketing. So perhaps you trial a, uh, you know, a, f- a free water-saving showerhead with every... Uh, you know, I don't know, tap upgrade or something, um, clutching at straws here, but you have some sort You're of powerful good. offer. <laughs> uh, so that it, the job is more than just uh, replacing a toilet system. Uh, it turns into a new soft closing lid for an extra 30 bucks. And just having some sort of enticing offer and just trialing some different offers to see what might be grabbing people's attention as well, rather than just, hey, we're the plumettes, please use us. 
And the other thing you can be doing as well is being um, providing helpful advice and being the expert. So when you're doing a job, it may be, you know, we'll uh, do a free check of all your taps to make sure they're not leaking or leave some water-saving advice or anything else that you can be seen as the expert in your area. And that's the same as on the website, you know, providing how-to articles, water-saving advice, trends in bathrooms, kitchens, things like that, sinks, anything like that that makes you look like the authority and expert in the industry as well and certainly be able to, if you um, had some water-saving tip brochure that you leave with people, you can say, oh, yeah, we also do this and we can do a, you know, free check or, or whatever when things are slow. So yeah, we have a plumbing health check that we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's generally... You know, when we're, when we're doing a tap service or a toilet service, we do the free plumbing health check with it and to say whether you're in compliant with wells or not. Mm. Yep. yep. And the other thing is, you know, leaving vouchers for people that they may know to be able to refer to get their free health check as well could be another way of spreading the word as well. Mm. My butcher gave me uh, some simple little loyalty cards the other day, not for me, but for me to hand out to friends and family Uh and so, you know, I'll, I'll give those out to people at the gym and family members and other friends that I know that, that are in his area. So he kind of picks up some new customers because he's worked really, he's done a great job of uh, turning me into a loyal customer. And, um, you know, he's given me something so that I can give something away to the people close to me as well. Yeah. And so the last thing we just want to touch on, unless you have anything else, Warwick, but it's all about being known in your industry. I know you mentioned you had the opportunity to do some things with Bunnings and some workshops and things like that. I think that's a really, really great way to build your profile and your brand uh, and getting out there and doing that kind of thing. Again, you're going to be instantly more recognisable as an expert in the industry, but again, it's that whole female visual thing of you actually doing a job in front of people as well Mm that will get the message across. Yep, celebrity status. I mean, <laughs> you're on the tradies business show, so it all starts here. <laughs> the goes this down from awesome. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not getting ahead of ourselves, are we? It's um, also like you mentioned earlier, Warwick. You know, commenting about being a woman in business, so not just trades and plumbing, but just raising your profile in other areas as well. Yeah. Mm, mm. We had uh, in episode eight, uh, we had Shani. Uh, Shani Keezer from shaniandjulius.com. So, you know, they're fitness experts and health experts. Uh, but Shani's also known because she has five kids. She's um, balancing entrepreneurship with motherhood and being a wife and all of those sorts of things and still, you know, still having a hot bod. So uh, she's really got a reputation for commenting on those things, not just on personal training or fitness. Yeah. Uh, so same for you is is that whole angle that's um, yeah. something other than just pipes and taps. Yeah, for as sure. exciting as that is, <laughs> for oh, sure. Yeah. And the other thing is like entering awards as well is a great way to raise your profile as well. I just don't know <laughs> where to start with them. <laughs> uh, there's lists that are that are published. Um, you know, there's all sorts of uh, business award calendars and everything you can access, and we can certainly put you in touch with some of those. Uh, yeah, that'd at, be at amazing. That'd yeah, be awesome. Sure. So how did you find that? Do you you think you got some tips there that will will help you? Definitely, definitely got a, quite a bit out of that actually. So 
got to start implementing now. <laughs> great, great. I know a good VA that can help you with that. That's fantastic. Coach. So, <laughs> so we can put the bucket away, Helen? Yeah, you can put the bucket away. Okay, great. <laughs> it started great. to cool down. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, look, thanks for coming and sitting in the hot seat today. Uh, it's been awesome to find out some more about your business as well. Um, I think I think you've got a fantastic niche and a fantastic brand uh, idea there. And, uh, yeah, just with a few tweaks, it could really turn into something pretty amazing. So how can people find out more about you if they do want to work with you or, or and where you're based and, and where you service? We're based on the north side of Brisbane, but we service from the Sunshine Coast to the Gold Coast. Um, we can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We do have a website, www.plumets.com.au and an email address, info at plumets.com.au. And phone number? Uh, phone number is 073298-6393. Great. And we'll have all those details on the um, website as well. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been yep. a pleasure. Great. Thanks. And it was great having Helen on the show. It's it's tough sometimes to put yourself in that situation, but I, I think she got a lot out of it. So thanks again, Helen, for being part of the show. Yeah, great sport, Helen. And I'm glad we didn't tell her too much about what was going to happen in the studio today. I think uh, she may not have come in for that, but no, she was definitely a great sport. And my biggest takeaway from that was her passion and belief for what she's doing. She really does mm. believe in her business values and uh, where she's headed with it. Yeah, and she's certainly, just the way she presents herself and talks about her business, you can really tell that she cares about the customers and the service that she provides. And look, she's got some great plans going forward. So we hope to have her back on the show soon and see how she went. Absolutely. And we were talking about Christmas and things maybe being a little slow for some of the trades out there. Uh, and that can make cash flow a bit tough. So look, our, our show sponsor is MYOB and their pay direct solution. Um, they've got a special offer for our listeners. So if uh, you want to be able to collect payments from your clients on the spot via your smartphone and this funky little card reader device, uh, hit our show page, so tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash MYOB, and you can check it out there. Yeah, and if you want to never miss an episode of the show, make sure to subscribe on iTunes. And if you like today's episode, and particularly the hot seat, we'd love to know. So leave a rating and review on there as well. And we will start reading some of those reviews out. So if you want to get uh, famous and get a mention on the Tradies Business Show, go and hit us up and give us a review, listeners. So join us for episode 11 where we talk everything sales conversion. Love it. Looking forward to it. Until then, (laughs) bye for now. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.